We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays, because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited. Rotowire NBA podcast. Part one of this podcast, we covered each of the Vegas wins over-unders for all 30 NBA teams. Now in part two, we'll break down our projected all-star game rosters for each conference, as well as our postseason awards. Let's get right to it. This is one of my favorite things to do every year. I love I love predicting these all-star game rosters. So we'll start in the East. Um, I guess we'll do, you give me your starting five, then I'll give you my starting five, and right. then we'll move I'll to the you, reserves. I'll give you my starting all right. five. Uh, Let's hear Ky- it. Kyrie Irving, starting it at guard. For the East. Dwayne Wade, also starting at guard for the East. Uh, LeBron James, starting at forward. Paul George, starting at forward. And and Carmelo Anthony, starting at forward. Interesting choices, James. I have Kyrie (laughs) Irving, who did not make the All-Star team last year because he was hurt. I have Jimmy Butler instead of Dwayne Wade. I think one of of those Bulls is getting in, one of those two on the fan vote. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have LeBron, Paul George, and, and then Melo as well, who always seems to get the fan vote. I do wonder if Jeremy Lin has a case here because he's playing in Brooklyn 
and obviously the fan vote is going to be there. I, I don't know if it'll be quite enough to surmount, you know, Irving or Wade or Butler, whoever it is, but there's going that that's going to be a discussion, I think, when when we get around that time of year. No, it's not. You don't um, think he's going to get enough? No. Uh, I think th- I think the only kind of wild card in terms of the fan voting is Kristaps Porzingis. I think yeah. there's a case that he could get in because last year um, Porzingis was at... Patchouli almost got in last year, didn't he? Huh. I can't find it. Um, but there... Okay, so... Dwayne Wade was third in the East last year in backcourt voting uh, behind. He was like 15,000 votes behind Kyle Lowry, and the game was in Toronto. I think if you dial back the Toronto uh, ballots or the uh, voter box stuffing, I think Wade, it just based on the fact he's back in his hometown, I just think there's there's still enough like name value. I don't there know. I think him and Butler kind of split that vote, and Wade doesn't get the Miami base anymore. How would they split it though? Like, well, I mean, you guys you can, go, you can vote for both, I <laughs> yeah. guess. But I don't know. I, I just think, I think Kyrie. There's going to be enough people voting for Kyrie that they, you're going to have to choose between Butler and Wade. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Butler's going to be better considerably than Wade, and Bulls fans are going to understand that and would rather Wait, have no, Butler. Um, sorry, I misspoke. Uh, Wade last year in All Star voting, I was think I had two years ago pulled sure. up. He was three hundred thousand votes ahead of. He was that in first place among backcourt uh, players in the East by 300,000 votes, Dwayne Wade was last year. I don't know how to explain that. Kyrie was hurt. Uh, Kyrie was hurt. John Wall Kyle Lowry yeah. uh, was trailing him, and it was in his hometown. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he had three times as many votes as John Wall. John Wall is just not as popular as he should be based on his talent. Like, I know, that's it's a, a shame. It's a real, and and I love John Wall because he's so – like he he says what's on his mind. Like he's not like Steph Curry, where everything's just the politically correct answer. Right. Like he just says whatever he's thinking. That's not what gets you all star votes. No. Um, and I, I think Dwayne Wade just I mean just based on last year's voting, that's why I have him mm-hmm. in there. I know he shouldn't be in. Tampa okay. Otherwise. All right. Reserves. Uh, Andre Drummond, Paul Millsap, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, John Wall, Al Horford, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, the reserves are always. Uh, rewarded on on winning teams whenever there's kind of anything close there so that's kind of the mm-hmm. impetus behind Isaiah Thomas getting in and you got like Paul Millsap Andre Drummond those guys getting in okay I have Kevin Love I think Love was Love should have been in last year and I think the Cavs will be sitting at number one in the east and, and that'll be enough uh, to get him back in the all-star game Drummond I think is a near lock Millsap is a near lock Wall as long as he doesn't get hurt or the Wizards completely implode uh, I don't think he'll have any trouble getting in. I have DeRozan um, instead of Isaiah Thomas, and I finished out with, with Al Horford and Kyle Lowry. So basically Thomas uh, and DeRozan is so where our, we differ. We differ on Thomas and DeRozan, and then we differ in the starting lineup. Right, I don't have Wade at all. Because right. the thing is, if Wade doesn't right, get the right, fan right. vote, he's not getting the, the coach vote. Yeah, I I, yeah, I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah versus Love. I guess we differ on Love. Who else do we differ on? Oh, because DeRozan. Of, okay, and, right. Yeah, of, like I, I don't um, have Wade at all. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, I guess, on those winning mm-hmm. teams. Because, I mean, I think we agree that uh, the Celtics, Raptors, and Cavs right. will be top three. So Who is tough to leave off for you? I mean, for me, obviously, Thomas is right there. I mean, you could you could swap him with DeRozan. I wouldn't have I think complain. Giannis is going to deserve to be in based on the way he's playing. Yeah. I just don't think he'll get in because I agree. of the, the team success. Uh, I think Ibaka, if, if he kind of emerges in, in the right role in Orlando, is, is a sneaky guy, too. But I don't think they're going to be a good enough team that there'll be enough of an upswell to get him there. 
Uh, Kemba, you know, if, if Charlotte starts the year off strongly and they're sitting at four or five in the East, maybe he gets – I mean, he was he in last year? No, no, he wasn't. Um, no, honestly, nothing was really – I mean, the, the DeRozan love Thomas – Mm-hmm. I mean, flip a coin there. Yeah. All right, let's look at the West. We have the same five starters, Curry, Westbrook, Durant, Kawhi, and Draymond. Um, I mean, this this is how it should go down unless one of these guys gets hurt. It'd be pretty surprising if there's anything else. Reserves? Well, like, I could see Blake Griffin getting more votes than Draymond. Like, yeah. That wouldn't be crazy. Yeah, the Warriors think could go either way. You know, I, I don't know if people outside of Oakland will, will like, turn on them. But, and, see, the people that vote are kids, and yeah. kids are going to love that team. Yeah, I, I definitely never vote for this stuff ever. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I don't even know how. Like, well, like, for, <laughs> foreigners and kids, like, American adults don't vote for this, do they? Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about the reserves. Uh, I, I have Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Anthony Davis, Carl Towns, James Harden, and Damian Lillard. I know you don't have Davis. He's not. They're not keeping him out of this. See, I just think all like this is. There's so many guys that are going to be deserving. It really. And yeah. So many of them are going to be on winning teams. That I think. I think it's possible. Like if you if you look at the Pelicans and they're, you know, last in the West, which is totally possible. And you're looking at a guy like Carl Anthony Towns or Marcus Aldridge or DeAndre Jordan on a winning team, having excellent All Star caliber seasons. That's just the way like coaches do business. They're like, has a player ever made the All Star team? Like, I'm trying to think when like what the worst team a player's made an All Star team from like has been. Like, I mean, Kobe probably had some pretty brutal ones. That's fan voting, though. Yeah, like, true. Uh, I mean, I don't Cousins. Know. Like, I mean, is Cousins, Cousins made, made it last it? year. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, that Cousins. I mean, I left Cousins off. I mean, right. that's that's. Tough. I mean, the West is so hard. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you went, you you left Lillard off as well. So you went DeAndre Jordan, uh, in one of those spots, and and you didn't have Davis as well. So who who did you have instead of Davis? Uh, oh, Aldridge. Yeah, he's another tough omission too. Like if the Spurs I, are second yeah, in the West, I guess, maybe I'm putting too much stock in win loss record. I, I just think, no, I, don't, I think historically though you're right. That's, like I think you're going to look and it's going to be like the Spurs, the Clippers, mm-hmm. and the Warriors are going to be the clear right. class. So like, the other if, thing if you have guys on those teams. The other thing is like, what if Utah gets off to a really fast start? And so, like who who would it even be? I just think that there's not going to be a consensus because I right. think that you. I'm I'm envisioning a scenario where Gordon Hayward's got a case, Derek Favors has a case. Uh, Maybe you, maybe a guy like Rodney Hood's got a case. Um, the thing uh, to me is that this team it could be very much like the Hawks two years ago, yeah. where everybody's really good, but no one's that good, and no, no like, stat lines. If really... the Jazz were in the East, they could get three guys. In, right. You know? Exactly. But, I just think when it comes down to it, would you put? You know, if you're a coach, can you justify you know throwing in? Gordon Hayward, who's averaging 18, no. 6, and 4 no. o- over, like, Carl Towns, who's none averaging of those 25 guys, and 12. None of the Jazz guys are going to stack up statistically, right. and they're going to be, mm-hmm. at best, fourth in the win right. total column. The other wild card here is, what if Dirk announces this is his last year, and they get See, him a spot? Dirk's so effing cool that he's not going to pull a Paul Pierce. Well, he's not going to beg his a, way into the go game. Go on a, like, a goodbye tour. Like, that's just such a... Like I get it if you're okay. Like if you're a guy like Big Poppy or Kobe or Derek Jeter, I get it because it's like you're just an all-time great and like 
it it kind of you're doing a disservice to your team to not not do it. But like if you're Paul Pierce, like it's just about the pub. Like that's it, all it's. It'd about. be one thing if Paul Pierce was still with the Celtics. Yeah, like it's just because you want some attention and you're mm-hmm. just sick of everyone forgetting about you. Well, the like, thing that's about all it's about the thing about Dirk this year is he might be good enough. I mean, there was talk last year that he should have been in. Like he, his stat line yeah. might be like if Paul Pierce got in the All Star game this year, you know, it would be a, it would be such an egregious. You don't think like, the fans are going to stuff no, the box no. for Paul and that, Pierce? Right, and it's it's comical <laughs> to even talk about that. But I mean, Dirk could be sitting at the All Star break, averaging seventeen and eight, and it wouldn't be like it would yeah. be like yeah, he probably doesn't deserve like, it. They're going to be like at five hundred though. Yeah, I, I, I Dirk to me is not. I'd, I'd be really pissed if he retired because to me his game is, you know, like Duncan. You hear that, Dirk? James is going to be pissed, hey, dude. Dirk, listen up, man. Don't retire. Uh, Duncan, it made sense. Uh, he had the, yep. the physical issue um, down you the You could just tell. He year. didn't look comfortable running. And he was a guy who was doing it on the defensive end. Like, right. Dirk, it's just all about uh, his shoulders and up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about his shot. Right. And he's always going to have that. All right, real quickly then, let's finish out with our regular season awards. MVP, I'm going LeBron. I'm I going. I started the show by saying I made that mistake last year, but uh, I think he wants it back. I think the Warriors are going to move to pick LeBron. I think for the words, the Warriors. Okay, as if you're <laughs> making some bold claim here. I think the Warriors are all going to work against each other. I think it's hard to get the MVP on a team like that, uh, and I think you know, kind of. I think maybe there might be two Warriors who are more deserving of it than LeBron, but I think the the voter fatigue with Steph and the PR hit that Durant took by joining this Warriors team. It, it kind of slides down to LeBron. All he has to do, I think, is just have a, another vintage LeBron season, which is a, a tall task, but, but also something that he's shown he's very capable of doing. His last two or three vintage LeBron seasons have like gotten him kind of third and fourth place in like the MVP vote. Like, because there's, but always... there, I don't think there's going to be a transcendent Steph so, season to compete with. So, I have Kevin Durant winning it. Um, but first, I'm going to give the two cases for the guys who I think want to win it the most, and those are James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Neither neither guys won it before. I think Russell Westbrook and James Harden, if you if they answered honestly, might want to win MVP this year more than they want to win a ring. Um, and I definitely think that goes for James Harden. It might not necessarily be the case with Westbrook, but like you know Westbrook, like this whole season is going to be about him proving not necessarily to like fans – uh, or media, but kind of to like Durant just specifically that like he doesn't need him because like you know Westbrook was pissed that Durant Durant never even like texted him or anything before making that decision. He he found out about it the way the rest of us did, mm-hmm. uh, and he kind of re-upped. It sort of seems like obviously he got the most money he could by re-upping uh, the way he did, but I think part of the reason he wanted to do that was because he just is kind of taking this this season as like a way to kind of show everyone that like, Hey, I can, I don't need like a guy like Durant. Like I can, I can be awesome. Uh, so I think there's a definitely definite scenario. If the, if the uh, Thunder win like 48, 49, 50 games, Westbrook plays in 76, 77 games. I think Westbrook uh, could win it. Harden kind of the same thing. If the Rockets win 47, 48, 49 games, get like a five, six seed. And it's just every single night he's just doing Stuff, crazy stuff. I mean, he's going to have so many thirty-point, ten-assist games this year. It's, it's going to be crazy. Uh, if he if he can do that, I think he wins it. I just don't have enough faith in either of those teams winning enough games for those two guys to win it. Right. And so I think the Warriors win seventy-ish games. I think Durant 
um, kind of separates himself from Steph as the clear best player on the team. Like, I think, I just think that, that those two guys on the court together, I think it's going to be clear more nights than not that Durant is, is the best player on the team when he's getting looks he's never gotten in his life before. Uh, put put him on a 70 win team if if Westbrook and, and Harden don't kind of have those crazy seasons I think they give it to the best player on the 70 win team yeah I mean I could see that argument and but like I said I, I do think there's going to be a little bit of a split I think it'll be hard for for people to let go I, that Steph isn't well, the number I think I think you're right that Durant is going to be he's going to supplant voters Steph. get super fatigued like they've Durant given, won it two years they've ago, given three years ago whatever but it was. they've given Curry back-to-back MVPs right like I remember, okay, the year after Nash won his second MVP, the the year after was a better year mm-hmm. than either of his MVP seasons, you could argue. And he, like, wasn't even considered because everyone was right. just kind of done with, like, Nash as an MVP. Like, there's no way they were giving Nash three straight MVPs. Right. I think there's more more of a narrative with Durant kind of going there uh, – and just the hype around that team, I think people are going to be more likely to vote for Durant than Curry. Nobody's won three straight MVPs in 30 years. Yeah. You know, Larry Bird, 83 through 86, is the last time that that happened. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan obviously won a bunch. Magic Johnson won a bunch. LeBron won four out of five. But getting to three in a row in the modern NBA is extremely, extremely tough. And, you know, I don't think I would go as far as to look at that data and say, all right, you can just cross Steph off because no. you can't do that with Steph. But, um, no, it, it is tough. You're right. I think... Steph is gonna have to, would have to find a way to top last season, which just isn't going to happen. I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, the, like the crazy numbers Draymond put, puts up where he's almost averaging a triple-double. I think playing in this offense is going to allow Durant to almost average a triple-double. Like mm-hmm. not, you know, not 39-9, and nine, but like 38-7, and seven, something like that, with the most efficient shooting of his career. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all in play. And right. I, I don't know. That's true. I mean, the thing about the Warriors and the Cavs and why I like LeBron in this is the wins are never going to be an issue. Like, with Russ and Harden, it's like, yeah, you could totally right. see him doing it, but you have this big mountain to climb as and, far as wins. With the Cavs and the Warriors, these teams are getting to 50-plus wins in their sleep. And Right, but for me, this this comes back to why I like the under for the Cavs is I don't think LeBron plays 72 games this year. So uh, I just don't see him winning MVP unless he gets to at least 74, okay. 75. Kawhi, does he have a shot in this? Kawhi has a non-zero shot. Like, if the Spurs win 60 He's the only other guy again, that we haven't talked about right. that I would say has a legit shot. Like, there's like Curry, Durant, LeBron, Westbrook, and Harden's cases are all so rock solid. that I just, I, It's going to come from that five. And everyone, like the media especially, is going to be so desperate for a non-Warriors angle like in the west that if there's any case to be made that the spurs have a chance against the warriors people are going to try to make it Mm -hmm. and you know there's a scenario i think where Kawhi takes his offensive game to another level is the best defensive player unquestionably takes them to 64 wins and Kawhi's going to have to have some sort of moments which i don't know that we've seen from Kawhi. like he he needs to one-on-one with durant right exactly like like there needs to be right like there needs to be a big matchup in like mid-march where Kawhi holds durant to like five of 20 right exactly like and I think if, some of it might have to come offensively too. If you're going to win the MVP yeah, over the guys we just talked, right? Like he can't, or something like that. he can't only score 30 points like five times. I think he only yeah. went over 30 a handful of times last year. Like to take not there's no knock on Kawhi, but to be to get into that echelon with these guys that we're talking about, it's got to be more than just really good D. Mm-hmm. All right, rookie of the year, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I I think that he 
is not going to have as good of a year, especially scoring wise, as people kind of assume. But I just I don't like any of the other candidates. No, me neither. I think Ingram is going to be good, but he's not going to play enough. Right. Um, he is MB eligible. As... I think he is. Right. I mean, Blake Griffin won it the year after he sat out. I still don't think he wins it over Simmons, no. but he's eligible. That's that's a good one though. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I I think Simmons has a long way to go, but his skills translate right away, whereas Ingram yeah. kind of has a ways to go. Yeah, I, I think Simmons wins it with relative ease as long as he plays enough minutes, which shouldn't be an issue. Uh, Chris Dunn would be up there for me. The Rubio situation worries me a little bit. I think Buddy Heald's going to play a lot, like, so he there's there's a. See, yeah, I don't see Buddy Heald playing well enough to right. win Right, I think he'll be out there a lot. He just won't play that well. So say, you know, Rubio's missed significant time with injuries before. Say Rubio only plays 25 games this year. He gets, you know, suffers a t- tragic injury. And say the Timberwolves win 50 games. And Chris Dunn's playing 30 minutes a game. like, And he plays well? Sure, that he, could happen. He wins it pretty easily, I think, in that scenario. Uh, yeah, because there's, there's a, a 25 win difference, you know, between the. Sixers. I would need to see yeah. what the odds are, but I mean, done. There's there's definitely s- definite scenarios. No, for sure. I, I think he's enough of a of a cross category producer. He's going to be the best rookie on the best team. Like if you're if you're only going to sure. factor in guys from good teams, he's going to be mm-hmm. the only one. No, I agree. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, Coach of the year, I think I narrowed it down to Stevens and, and Stan Van Gundy. No one has ever won Coach of the Year back to back for what it's worth, so it's not going to be Steve Kerr. Uh. I narrowed it down to Tibbs and Quinn Snyder. So I'm going Western totally Conference. Fair. You're going Eastern Conference. Now yeah, I think Stevens is kind of due. Like, Stevens should just should just get, like, the overall coach right. of the last few years. Like, like there's going to be so much uh, hype around that. The thing is, though, like, the coach of the year always gets it because the team wins more games than people think they're going to win. And if everyone thinks the I don't know, Celtics though. are going to win, like, 54 games. But like, Pop has won it a bunch of times. Not as many times as he should have. I think he, true. I, I don't think he's won it a bunch. I think he's won it like two or three times. That's still kind of a lot. Like it's a coach because, like he's you said, for like thirty years though, and he's been right, the best like, coach for like twenty of those. Yeah, years. but you know, but like by that criteria, like his teams are never making these leaps, and he's still getting it. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Quinn Snyder and, and Tibbs as guys who, you know, the ca- like the plugged in fan isn't going to be surprised if the Jazz win forty eight games, but the casual fan will be. Mm-hmm. The Timberwolves are just automatically qualifying Tibbs for that award because of the right. the leap and wins they're going to make. So as long as they make the playoffs, I think he's he's the guy I'm picking there. Yeah, no, no, that, that's that's certainly true. And for the record, Pop has won it three times. You, you hit that one right on the head. Byron Scott, former coach of the year. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sam Mitchell, former coach right. of the year. They won it back to back. Oh my god. Um, okay, defensive player of the year. Kawhi Mike get Brown, three straight. Mike Brown win it. Who? Mike Brown. Yeah, there was a time here where it went. <laughs> It went for over five straight years. Mike D'Antoni, Avery Johnson, Sam Mitchell, Byron Scott, Mike Brown. The Avery, the Avery, Byron, Sam Brown. That's wow. That's, that's impressive. That's something. Um, let's, yeah, let's get, move past that. Defensive player of the year, does Kawhi get his third straight? That's what we both say. Yeah, I think he does. Uh, that hasn't been done since Dwight. I think it's either Kawhi or Zaza. Um, yes, I, yeah, I think so too. I mean, Draymond's going to be right up there again, as always. Um, I mean, there's never been a wing player who's won three straight. I, I don't think a wing player's ever won two straight, unless you go back all the way to Sidney Moncrief, who won the first two mm-hmm. ever Defensive Player of the Year awards. They should name it after him. 
they, there actually has been groundswell to get that going. Mostly, I think from the Bucks. <laughs> mostly, like uh, from mostly from Sid friends. himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but an interesting stat I did dig up: Kawhi Leonard had the highest win shares per forty-eight uh, of any defensive player of the year ever, besides Michael Jordan when, when he won it in eighty-seven, eighty-eight. So, a lot I mean, of these guys he, are more. He's defensive. the clear guy. Like it's. And I yeah. don't think people get really real fatigued with this award because no. it's just not something people. Well, and he's so up. good that like I don't think yeah. people want to take it away from Kawhi, no. you know, like and he's young. And nobody like, wants to really think about the defensive no. player of the year award. They want to just be like, oh, that guy. The only way that I mean, what is the only way that he couldn't get it if Whiteside averages like five blocks a game somehow? I don't know what it would take. Like I don't know how, how does Draymond because Draymond's finished second each of the last two years. Like what does Draymond need to do to jump Kawhi? I don't know if there's anything he can do. I mean, I think like. I think Towns has like a tiny percent chance. Like if if the Timberwolves are like the top like a top five defensive team in the league, and he's you know one and a half steals, two and a half blocks. I think there's a chance there, but yeah, I, I don't. know. DeAndre Jordan's been top four each of the last two years. I don't. I mean, if I don't know what he has to do either. It's, um, it's Kawhi or Draymond, I think. It, yeah, and I just don't. I think. Uh, with Durant there, I just don't think there's going to be as many opportunities for Draymond to mm-hmm. kind of showcase his versatility. All right, now the big one, the one that everybody's been waiting for, most improved player. You kind of teased this one earlier. Uh, so, yeah, you don't have Levine as the MVP, the coach of the year, the Depoy, uh, or the rookie of the year. Of, so. I thought about him for a coach of the year. <laughs> so you have Zach Levine. Um, I think it's going to be Giannis. And I think, like as you alluded to, like the, the diehard fan knows that Giannis kind of broke out after the all-star break mm-hmm. last season but his overall numbers that's weren't always all that... how it goes though right yeah like the most improved player if it, it all or at least anecdotally it always seems like they actually had their breakout right. towards the end of the previous season exactly um so yeah i, I think because when you average Giannis's first half and the second half numbers they came out to a pretty bland you know total mm-hmm. overall so i think if he if he's able to replicate what he did over the second half of last season he wins it fairly easily because the assist numbers were so eye-popping we're just both you're so drawn to eastern conference stuff here and i'm so drawn to western conference stuff like i'm thinking like it's tough to win things rodney in the West. hood's got a chance to me uh um, rodney hood might not even be the most improved player on his team though that's the problem who would it be exum burks favors would, would, gobert is there like, a comeback player of the year there is i mean I like exum's in play for that is there that, that there is a comeback player of the year uh oh there was it hasn't been awarded it, since 1986 a terrible award um yeah i I don't think Exum plays enough to win any kind of award this year okay. uh, other than award of my favorite player on the fourth okay. team in the So West. you're going Levine? Yeah, I'm going there's, Levine. There's a lot of candidates for this one. Yeah, I think Dennis Schroeder is one just, just based mm-hmm. on the minutes jump. Like he could, he could literally average 15 more minutes per game than he did last year. And if the Hawks don't miss a beat, maybe he's in play. Like Stanley Johnson's in play. Stanley Johnson, if he plays enough. Uh, there's been a lot of good talk about Kelly Oubre. I mean, I, he would have to really have a year, I think, to get into this discussion. I like Oubre. Yeah, uh, Clint Capella maybe minutes will be there. That's yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't there's just, there's certain teams you can just kind of cross out the entire roster and you just know nobody's gonna get it. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes, <laughs> okay, because Harrison Barnes like hit rock bottom somehow. Right, like right. playing for the Olympic team like just killed his stock. Yeah. Like, people, like people were just like making fun of him like. And like everyone's like all like go USA go USA like but let's make fun of Harrison Barnes. Like his value is lower than it's ever been, despite going to the finals for the second straight year, making the Olympic team. Um, that was the worst decision of his life to try out for Team USA. It's like to the common fan, Harrison Barnes is the worst player in the NBA. So if he has a competent year, yeah, I mean, I just don't see. I like I I think he's just going to do what I what I said earlier. But, yeah, um, that might be enough. I mean. 
Yeah, I, I like I like my Levine pick. Okay, all right, that's fair. All right, so this is like I said, we'll probably split this into two. Uh, this is uh, otherwise this would be a megapod, and there's absolutely no one who would want to listen to this entire thing. But uh, hopefully, we can find some value in this. And I think we're going to be starting the pod four times per week, beginning on Monday. So a lot more Why? where this came from. <laughs> Why? Why this soon? Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.